Welcome back to the Goddess Collective Podcast. I'm Jessie Carroll, your career confidence coach, helping women get real with themselves about what it means to have a life they actually want and then showing them how to go get it. Each week, we're going to dive deep into raw, real, vulnerable conversations around how to feel like the goddess of your life in every area from business, career, health, relationships, self-love, self-worth, confidence. You deserve to be the leader and authority of your life so you can create one that you actually love. I'm here to show you how. Live empowered, have it all, design the life you were made for. Now let's get started. Hi all, welcome back to the Goddess Collective where we have raw, real, unfiltered conversations about topics that matter and are actually going to change your life. And today's guest is Sky Wagner. I'm so excited to, to bring her on. You're going to love her. She's another women's empowerment coach, but she's also a writer, a speaker, and she's such a big believer in this idea that we all are actually very creative people. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm not very creative or oh, I don't really have that skill, but Really, we talk about how creativity is just the soul's expression of itself. And so at the end of the day, everybody's a creative and it just takes understanding what that means for yourself. So we dive into that today and it's a really good conversation, really juicy. So I can't wait for you all to to dive in with us. Um, We also talk a lot about people pleasing and how so many people get stuck in that loop and why and kind of how to get out of it and live more of an authentic life. So can't wait for you guys to tune in and to see how you enjoy the episode. So I am with Sky, and I'm so, so excited to have you on, have you back in the community, diving deeper, you know, even than we went before. So how, how are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you are a women's empowerment coach, speaker, you know, writer, like you have all these different hats you wear, but tell us about yourself, like from, from your side of things. Um, well, I am really happy to be back and, um, I am a coach. I do focus a lot on self-love and self-expression and I really get into the self-expression part of it. I love creativity and I love all of the different ways that people can express themselves and all the details that can happen in. So, um, I definitely love helping people with that. And a lot of my speaking and writing kind of goes in that direction as well. Um, so yeah, I've been doing really good. And I would say that I just, I love, um, recently I've been connecting with more people and doing more workshops and speaking and stuff. And, um, I consider myself to be a really unique person, but I, I truly think that about everybody, which sounds like kind of an oxymoron, like everyone is unique, but it's really true. And I feel like everything that I do from the, speaking space from the writing space, even my own like personal creativity stuff I get into, like just as a hobby, I love taking the things that seem super ordinary and being able to like point out why it's unique and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, um, anyway, so that's kind of the journey I've been on recently. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That almost feels like a superpower that you have is kind of that, maybe that alchemy showing people like a different way to view things, different, um, perspective, uh, but I wanted to get back just a little bit um, and just kind of dive into like how you got into this space because, you know, obviously, I, well, not obviously, but I just, I feel like anybody that's a coach, anybody that's stepping into this kind of leadership position where you're helping other people see things differently and, and, and feel, you know, more empowered in their world. I feel like you've had to probably then overcome a lot within your world too, right? So would you be able to take us back just a little bit and like 
maybe some of the journey you went on to get to this place you are now because you're doing amazing things and I feel like we need to know how you got there right because I'm like I think sometimes I don't know I was guilty of this for a long time I would see people doing these amazing things and be like so hard on myself because I was like well well I just want to be there but it's a process you know yeah Yeah, I can definitely relate to that where it's like, I do that actually a lot where I'm like, oh, wow, this other person seems like they have everything together and I totally don't. And then um, I maybe will connect with someone like that. And then I tell them my story and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But I would say, um, I'm not sure how far back to go, honestly, (laughs) but I just, I feel like every, like everything in life has kind of prepared me for this point. I would say, um, I, I remember talking a little bit about this before, um, with you, but like I was adopted, I look nothing like my family. So as soon as I like was old enough to kind of wrap my head around that and start seeing differences, I started to sort of freak out as a kid and as a teenager and young adult growing up, I kind of was like trying to constantly put myself in a box and fit in somewhere and not be noticed for how different I was. And, you know, it really was hard to be in a whole family where everyone's like, oh my gosh, you look just like your mom. You look just like your dad. And like, wish that I had that. Um, And also like have to have people meet my parents and explain my whole adoption story every time. Yeah. And it was a weird, and when you're growing up as a kid and especially as a teenage girl, it, it starts to get really awkward. And I used to think that that had like no significance to where I am in life right now. Actually, I used to think it was totally disrelated, but now I look at it and see kind of how I was back then and how much I used to literally try to blend in as much as possible so that I could be like accepted and safe and stop having to like explain myself for existing the way that I exist. Um, And it impacted a lot of other things in my life. Like it made it so that I felt uncomfortable to totally express what I really wanted. I found myself trying to do what my other family members were doing, even in terms of interests and hobbies and stuff, because, and it was kind of a subconscious thing, but, you know, I wouldn't even go after all of the different goals I had. I, for example, this is kind of a major thing, but like, I wanted to go to fashion school when I was like graduating high school and my parents don't even know that because I was too afraid to tell them. No way. So to this day, they still don't know. Right. Yeah. And it was, I was talking what? to um, my partner, Alan once, and he, we were having a really deep conversation about something emotional and this came up and I was like, you know, I, my parents had this rule at the time of like, they would pay for our college tuition, but not our room and board. And they didn't want me to like move away and do the college lifestyle thing and whatever. Um, and so I kind of just instantly gave up on moving to a different, there's a, there's a fashion school in California that I really wanted to go to. Um, and I didn't even ask, I was like, they're definitely going to say no, because they're not going to pay for my room and board. And I'm like this freaking mm-hmm. high schooler that has no money. I can't pay for my own room and board either. And so I didn't even ask, I didn't even pursue it. And I feel like that kind of represents a lot of smaller things that happened in my life before and after that I kind of carried with me for a long time. Then I got into the coaching space. I was working for nonprofits. I was also part of a church that was um, pretty like, obviously they did things right that I agreed with because otherwise I would have never joined. But um, I felt like I ended up 
working for people instead of working for myself and not totally agreeing with everything that was going on, like not agreeing with all of the principles and all the different rules. I couldn't really pick my niche. And there's a lot of things I couldn't do to really like stand out and embrace myself. It was like the, the biggest example you could think of, of having to fit into a box, right? Cause I had to follow all these other people's rules. I even had to, even little things that don't work with me well now at all. I'm like, wow, now that I kind of grow and embrace myself more, I don't even know how I did it, but I was like wearing a uniform most of the time. And even that is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and like little things where I was just sort of shutting myself off to try to fit in and try to blend in and be this like trendy. I was in California at the time. So I was trying to be like this trendy, cool, kind of preppy California girl, which is not me at all. And um, I was even married before. And like with my ex-husband, there were certain mm-hmm. ways I was trying to be. And at the same time though, I was coaching people and I loved it. And I was working with other people and I loved it. I was overseeing coaches. I loved helping coaches be coaches and like all of these different things that I was doing outside of myself for other people kind of distracted me from what was happening on the inside. But after enough years of that and my own growth and development, it started to sort of, you know, little hints were happening all the time. There were little red flags all of those years. Um, and I, and I did some of my own inner work, received some of my own coaching. And then at the same time met my now partner, Alan, who we both were not looking for each other when we met each other. And just like the typical, maybe cheesy, but this is how it was kind of story. Like the emotions I felt for him were so strong that it kind of just awakened this whole thing. And I was like, whoa, what's happening let yeah. me like back up and reflect on my life because I've never felt this way about another person. And I literally was married for eight years and I've never felt like how I feel about this person I just met. Mm-hmm. And also though, he's like introducing a lot of different viewpoints and he's super supportive and encouraging of me following me and me asking my questions and stuff. So I eventually left the organization and then stayed connected with him and then have done a lot of my own um soul searching since then. And I've, I've been able, like, luckily I was always really good on the helping other people thing, but I was helping them more generically. Like the coaching we were doing was a lot about like trauma and stress and stuff like that. And it was like what a lot of coaches might consider pretty basic stuff. Cause it's like, it's things that anyone would have. So I got the opportunity though, to work with tons of different types of people because I wasn't niched down at all. Um, And then I also did work with some executives, which was an interesting experience as well to see executives having their like, oh, I'm supposed to be an executive. So I'm supposed to look like I have all of everything together all the time and I'm crumbling on the inside, but I'm going to not tell you that. Mm -hmm. And so I got a lot of like life experience that really helped. Um, But then it was interesting because I would say in the past year and a half has been the most shift of my actual focus because I've gone through a lot of different personal development. I did like a three-part really in-depth. I would say it's a retreat just because I actually traveled somewhere and unplugged from the world for like the amount of time that I was there. But retreat makes it sound like more comfy than it was because it's definitely a lot of really difficult inner work. Um, Retreats are always not not always that. That makes sense. Cause I'm like, I've never actually been on a different retreat. So maybe that's the right word. But when I say it, I'm like, it doesn't even sound like a good description of what it was, but it was pretty intense actually. Yeah. And 
fortunately I've been going through those things and I have a really supportive partner that's helped me to sort of see and look for myself and ask my questions and find it. So um, at the same time, I've also been, as I've been going in my development, I've been opening up on my creativity and I've always been a really creative person. I just had whole entire sections of my life where it was really stifled. Um, And so I would either express it like in a very pinhole kind of manner, like a really, really small amount or not express it at all. And so now that I'm able to sort of just do whatever I want now in my life and I'm supported to just be me, I've found that creativity is so important to me. And just the way that I see everyone as unique and beautiful as they are and having qualities that are unique and beautiful, I also feel that everybody is also a creative and has really strong, powerful, creative energies. Just some people tap into them and some people don't because unfortunately, and schools and stuff like that, if you're in like an art class and you get graded or something, it instantly makes it so that yeah, you're putting a box and labeled yeah. you know, bad when that's not the point of it at all. I've always kind of wondered about art classes as I got older. <laughs> yeah, it's like I experienced it and I had trouble with most. I took a number of different art, like types of art classes from dance to drama and choir, as well as like visual arts, photography, ceramics. Like I've done a lot of different types and most of them were hard for me because most of them was the same experience of like you're creating and you're kind of doing your thing and you're finding your way, but you can get like, a, it's like there's a pass fail situation because it's yeah. school, grading. So I just thought it was really hard. And I thought most of my teachers were just really mean. And I thought I wasn't that good mm-hmm. until I got older and then reflected back on it. I had one teacher who is amazing and she's somebody who. I still refer to and the things I learned in her class, I like helped me for the rest of my life pretty much. And then I have one teacher who wasn't so much like that, but he was so skilled in what he did that I learned a lot from him anyways. And then everyone else was like, it was just, I was like, they were kind of stuck in the system, I guess. But I sort of feel like that, that lands on the world we live in right now in our society where people think like, oh, I'm not this amazing artist with my paintings in museums. So therefore I'm not creative or like they don't have like that exact obvious channel to fit into. And so then they kind of like shut off the creativity. And so part of my, what I like to do with my coaching and speaking and writing is like awake that up in people and just be like, whatever you want to express is totally fine. And it's actually going to add beauty to the world. And it's completely valid. Even if someone else tells you that it's not, (laughs) it's like, And so I I feel really passionate about it because of my own personal journey. So I feel like I could go on a roll about that, but no, but I, oh, go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, that's kind of like how I guess I got to where I am right now. Yeah. Well, I I love that because you really, I mean, you really did take us on a journey. There's been so many components, even down to like, I just think about how, when you were wanting to do fashion school and then like, like literally like followed a story in your head about the story you thought other people were telling or what the results that hadn't happened, but you were telling yourself it would. So you shut it down anyways, like to protect yourself. And then on top of that, having to then wear uniforms and completely stifle yourself all together. And this is just one example, but um, I think it's amazing to see like what you've been creating. And we'll talk about that more in a second. But another thing I really want to touch on that you said that I think is really beautiful is that 
not only, you know, are you a creative person, but everybody's a creative person, right? Because creativity, all that I think that it means and feel free to add your own definition, but I think it's just an expression of your soul. I think it's just, however it feels aligned to you to, to share the, the, your soul and bring it to the, to the actually tangible surface in whichever way, you know, for me, it's actually, it's a lot of dancing and yoga. You know, I'm not very like, I can't draw for to save my life and painting is a struggle, <laughs> but I like it and I do it, but it's, you know, it's more like the other avenues of my body and stuff. And so, yeah, I think it's important to remember that who, you know, whoever you are, you, you are a creative person. You just have a different outlet than another person and to not decide that whatever society deems as creativity is what equals creativity. You know, it's like whatever your soul needs to express itself is your creative side so I, I think that's beautiful that you, you know, you, you brought us there. Um, and so, yeah, with your work, I know some of what you've talked about too is, you know, your mission is a little bit around, you know, helping people get out of this people pleasing mode. And it sounds like a little bit of what your journey was too, just from what you shared with some of that, right? Like not wanting to, to, you know, disrupt the waters, cause any waves, like just, you know, whatever was going to make people happy, like you're going to go down that path. So I'm curious, you know, for the, the people that you help, the, co- the clients that you serve or anything you, you know, you remember from your past self, right, of that people pleasing, why do you think so many people, especially women, I think it's, a, I, think women, I don't want to count men out. I know they have their own things, but we're talking mostly about women today. It's like mm-hmm. why do you think women are in that cycle of just constant people pleasing and needing to, to meet the expectations of others. I, I mean, it's huge and it's so prevalent. I really think it has a lot to do with, I mean, there's some fears there. Like everybody wants to be approved of. Everybody wants to be loved and accepted. And sometimes it's like, it's just hard for people to deal with bad reactions. And sometimes you'll get bad reactions no matter what you do. But like, it's like easier to be like, okay, let me just take on this uncomfortable misaligned feeling myself rather than potentially upset this other person because nobody wants to upset people. And so I think, I think it's like a good intention, but it's coming from a base of fear pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that's one huge thing. I also think it's just very much like we're kind of taught in a way directly and indirectly to, to live that way. Because like women of multiple, of like generations before us, like our moms, our grandmothers, their mom, like our great grandmothers, they, society put them in a certain place. And it was like, okay, you need to like, please your man and you need to do these things. And like, I don't really know, obviously what my great grandmother's mom was telling her, but from what I can see of like different women and how, how moms talk to daughters or think about themselves or whatever, it seems like it's all over the place. This idea that you're actually selfish and arrogant if you prioritize your own needs at any point in time. And it seems so like grooved in to people that I don't think there's like one bad person saying it to everyone. I think it's like a limiting belief that's just been passed on for generations. Mm-hmm. And especially with generations ago, how women were treated in our society and all of the, like, I mean, we, we're still kind of trying to fight for equality now, but we've come a long way compared to how it was when like our great grandmothers and great, great grandmothers were growing up. They were like, not really even allowed to do anything. And so 
I think some of those feelings and the mentality kind of just transfers down and it becomes like, you know, you're told that you're selfish. If you put yourself first, you feel like that's true. Um, but also like you see your mom doing it all the time. Yeah. So that proof, it's almost like proving your mind, right. Mm -hmm. And it just is like, people grow up in these environments where it's kind of taught. And I think sometimes even in schools, things get said of like, it's important that you always put other people's needs above your own so that you're not being selfish. And obviously, yes, it's important to consider other people's feelings, but I think that it's been taken to a really extreme degree, but people don't even realize it because it's been so normalized. That's, that's my honest viewpoint on it. Yeah, no, I I think so too. And, and, but something that I really believe is like, belief is just a thought we've been thinking over and over and over again. So at some point we have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to change the narrative in my own mind. Like, I don't want to sit in that space anymore. Yes. The the collective is on the come up, right? We're all like working on becoming this more empowered group, right? We don't want to be how we were in the past. And it's still something that society is kind of dealing with as we identity shift into a more empowered place as women. But I, I just think it's so important to realize that even though you can't control anything but yourself, that's a lot to be able to, to have control of, right? Is our thoughts to choose to believe something different, to, to, mm-hmm. to stop arguing for our limitations of saying, okay, well, this is just how society deems, deems it. So I've just, I've just got to be this way and, and doing more of like stuff that you and even myself are doing of changing the narrative saying, no, why can't we be more empowered? So, you know, it's, it's time to get out of the people pleasing. So I think like a first step is like just deciding you don't even, you just don't want to be that anymore. Doing it so enough, to, so much to where you wake yourself up and you're like, okay, I've been in the same loop all the time. It's time, time to do something different. But on that respect, what are some like things that you recommend to people to kind of step into that more empowered space that they're feeling like they're stuck in this people pleasing loop? Cause I found that a lot of people pleasers and I was guilty of this too. So I'm not you know speaking out of my ass or anything yeah. like like a lot of people who have been people pleasers, they know, they know that they are. And they're like, I don't want to be this way anymore. <laughs> but this is who I am. You know, I don't want people to not like me. So any recommendations or advice to just, yeah, be more empowered and move forward? Um, I would say I've been there as well. And I would just say from people that I've helped with this and from my own experience, sometimes you can just start small if it's the easiest thing for you. Like you can start to be, just like, okay, what's something that's like a bit of a stretch maybe, but isn't going to be like the most overwhelming thing. You know what I mean? If yeah. it's like your whole family has a tradition and you really hate that tradition, it might not be smart to start with like, Hey, entire family. I hate this tradition. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's probably not a good place to start, but I would say start yeah. small. And I can only think like there's certain examples I, I, I know of um, where it's like, opening up your communication is really helpful mm-hmm. communicating things that are like, I helped a couple people with, um, you know, like even in, there was like a church like situation. One of my clients had where she wanted to go to one church. Her mom wanted her to go to another church. And she was literally like, I'm going to go to where my mom wants me to go, but I actually feel totally weird there. And I want to go to this other place. And I kind of helped her with, okay, let's have that conversation with your mom and do that. And then sometimes doing those things, like just doing one thing will kind of like open the door Yeah. or like even, even certain things like self-expression, um, you know, like being a little bit like 
like stretching, like how you want to express yourself a little bit. Like maybe if you've always wanted to be um, like an example that I actually did myself is like, I really like photography, but I'm definitely not a professional photographer by any means. And when I last did photography seriously, it was in high school and we were doing it in a dark room. So my ability to do things with digital photography, I feel is like, that's like a lot for me to learn. And I just started doing it and just posting it. And I was like, I don't care about any likes. I don't care about any comments. I don't care about like what people say about this, even though that was kind of hard for me, but it was just like, I'm just going to do it and just show people this thing and not ask for anything in return. Just be like, I'm just showing this thing and see how it feels. And so I think anywhere that people can start will then kind of like open up the door for like, okay, what's the next thing and what's going to like, that'll give them enough confidence boost to take on the next bigger step. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. It's that, it's like that building blocks to just confidence within yourself and realizing that everything is a process, right? We don't just, we don't have to do everything in a day or expect to be perfect. And I say that with air quotes, perfect with a, you know, in a day, because that's not even real, but just, you know, letting go of these expectations to be something other than exactly where you are. You're like exactly who you are is enough and just being okay in that and convicted in that and then deciding. And I think the, I think the more that you, that, that, that people can just like let go of the people pleasing by doing exactly what you said is like doing those little steps every day to just, to just show up for yourself, you know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, you start to feel more, yeah, you start to feel more confident. And then when you do that, you start to be really good with your boundaries. Cause you start defining like what you stand for, what you don't. And when you do that, you start to really know like what doesn't fit for you and what does, and then you start moving accordingly. So I think like knowing that it all just starts to go into place, you know, the more that you just do, you know, those little action steps every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Any, sorry, anything else you wanted to share on that? Cause I was just going to say, sometimes it can even start with like the littlest things that bring you joy. I feel like sometimes you have little things that really light them up that they overlook because it's so small and, um, then they just don't do it, but it actually brings them so much joy. And it can be as much as like, oh my God, I just painted my toenails bright yellow. I never (laughs) do that. But if it's like, it doesn't matter how big or small it is to you or to someone else, but just following those little things of like where your personality mm-hmm. shows through and where your preferences show through or anything that you just want to choose for yourself that brings you joy and not being like, I mean, it's my toenails. It's not that big of a deal. Cause it's, it's really <laughs> not, you know what I mean? But it's just like the fact of bringing joy, like, however, that's just an example, obviously. Yeah. Well, I remember you uh, in the last conversation we had, you were talking about, you know, man, I like, I had to wear this uniform, but like I was going to freaking paint my nails a bright color to, like, yeah. to have some creativity like expressed. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. love that. And I almost feel, you know, I almost feel like the smaller seeming the thing, like adding joy, like what adds joy that actually is almost bigger than anything else because you, it, it puts all the practices in place. It's like, okay, like I, focusing on what brings me joy keeps it simple. It takes out the overwhelm. It allows me to just fully just be, you know, and not feel like I have to do all the things and it makes the journey fun, which is the whole point. Right. So it's like, almost like just that asking yourself, what makes me happy? What brings me joy in this moment? Like, what can I focus on that? That's that right now takes away everything else. Yeah. Like knocks out all the stressful stuff, like in that moment. So I think that's actually made bigger than, than, you know, we're even realizing or speaking about. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, it's true. I love what you said about like, that's like making the journey fun because it's true. It does. And it can be like, you know, even one thing, like an example, my mom, so whatever, I was adopted. I'm in touch with my biological mom now, though, and we have a great relationship. Oh my God. And um, we both, there's certain like interesting things that we both notice, like details about songs and movies that like, it was interesting because I grew up away from her and then it was interesting to come and be like, oh, we're to- totally speaking the same language. I don't know yeah. how to explain myself to you. This is really cool. And she was telling me once about how she likes listening to certain music and there are certain songs that she listens to a lot because she just likes them a lot. And there was a little bit of like a guilt around like, yeah, I've listened to the song 10 times in a row and people around me hate it. And I know I'm not supposed <laughs> to listen to songs that many times in a row and it's really annoying for people. And I actually encouraged her because I do the same thing and just little things like just allowing yourself to do that. I actually have a playlist specifically for songs like that. And sometimes the playlist only has two songs on it. Sometimes that's like 10 and it's called current obsessions. And if I feel like it, I'll just put it on repeat for no reason, for no reason. And I just think that just even though by her evidencing like, yeah, like my sister would get annoyed at my mom because she'd have to hear my mom playing the same song over and over again or whatever. And I think sometimes people then take it on themselves of like, they're supposed to be annoyed too. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) No, it's so funny. I didn't even know I needed to talk about this, but you're, I'm like, I feel so seen right now. Like you're not alone and neither am I. (laughs) The other day. day. Oh my God. Cause one thing that I do is I play music and I dance around my I dance around my apartment when I need like a five minute break. Like even before this call, I was like, you know, it's kind of the end of the day. Like I want to just pump myself up a little bit because I'm excited. And so I just put on music and I, and I'm pretty sure, um, the last like couple times I've done this, I have just blasted the same two songs, like blasted them. I was like, my neighbors, <laughs> they're hearing it. <laughs> probably think I'm crazy. Probably think I need to change a song. But I was like, so I was feeling a little guilty and embarrassed. And then I was like, well, 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 it's my apartment and I like this song. And so I like had to like talk myself into why it was okay. But isn't it stupid how, how like even with just stuff like that, like music, like who doesn't like music, but it's easy to just tell stories or just assume, you know, people don't like it or assume we're annoying people when really all we're doing is being the fullest expression of ourselves and just saying, this makes me happy and period. That's a sentence. We don't have to, mm-hmm. there have to be more of a reason. And when we feel like changing it, you change it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that you also do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and this is okay. So this is kind of a sidetrack, but it just kind of got me thinking about how I think like, since we're talking about joy, so joy is one of those things that just makes the process of everything more fun, which is the whole point, right? Like allowing ourselves to expand fully in the moment and be so present that, that every moment is joy. Like that's, I think that's my goal, you know, as much as possible life happens. I'm not perfect. I definitely have my mornings and my moments sometimes that are like, not this, but you know, sometimes it happens, but I think the more moments that you can have like that, that just feel good, like the happier life you can have. And I think the more, I don't know, blah or mediocre life feels, the more it's like we try to prove ourselves with these habits that aren't us, right? It's mm-hmm. like that, it's like that, um, like the people pleasing we talked about. It's like the needing to prove the self. It's trying too hard. It's pushing, pushing, pushing. 
So I was wondering, you know, have you ever had moments in life, or I'm sure you have, right? We're human, but like, can you speak to an experience where maybe you felt like maybe your life was kind of blah or mediocre and like how you started moving more into this like joyful space or seeing like the gratitude, being able to get to a place where you see the gratitude more? Um, I have had that like in different times and different waves of my life. I sort of feel like as we go through life, we're constantly growing. So it's like, it might seem like, oh, this feeling's happening again, but it's really just at like a different phase or a different level, you know? Yeah. And um, I would say, honestly, recently I experienced that for myself. Like I moved to Kansas city to be with my partner, Alan, a, a year ago, actually to like a couple of days ago. So it's been a year, wow. like three days since I arrived. So that's you know, side, side note. I remember, um, I, so I know Alan, I, I have the pleasure of knowing him through like a mastermind that we did together. And I actually remember that post. I remember you guys posting about that and I can't believe it's already been over a year. I know me neither. <laughs> so it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, when I first got here, I was very much like, whoa, I'm new. I need to like get out and meet new people all the time. And there was a while where that was like my main thing. Like every week I'd be meeting multiple different people and just trying to get myself out there and get myself established as like my own person and whatever. And, um, and I was kind of just doing my thing. And then it was like around, probably the holidays where things kind of started to slow down a little bit business wise. Cause everyone was like doing their holiday thing and I wasn't networking quite as much. And, um, and I realized also a little bit before that too, like, okay, I want to reconnect and keep talking to the same people as opposed to like trying to meet a different person every day. Yeah. Because I want to like actually establish my friendships, but then around like December ish, I kind of started to feel a little bit like, um, okay. I've, I've handled the new being new in town thing. And now I'm like a little bit bored. Like what, mm-hmm. like what's happening with my life outside of the professional stuff and outside of like, also side note, like prior to being out here and in my prior lifestyle, I, I had almost no time to myself ever. And so that was like a new thing too, but I was yeah. like, okay, but what else do I want to get into? And what else do I want to do? And like, you know, so then I started to, to explore, hobbies. And I was like, I just felt it's, it's like the way you described it is really, really a good description because it wasn't like everything was in shambles. It just felt a little bit like blah. And I was like, the challenges that I used to have aren't challenging anymore. And like, things are kind of shifting. So at least I have some available bandwidth and energy now, but Mm -hmm. like, what am I, what else is, what else am I doing? And so then that's when I started to get more into like, okay, let me kind of branch out and try to like meet new groups. And, Mm -hmm. um, but also like, let me just start exploring my hobbies. And so I'm like, I, I used to do dance. I haven't in a long time. I want to get back into that. So I started looking into like dance classes and like, let me just kind of like start just doing things just because they're fun, just because I want to. And like, what are some of the things that I've been putting off and not doing? And that kind of started to open up And it's interesting because I did that for my own personal self, but then it started to do so much even more to like open up my creativity and whatever that it started to overflow into my professional life too. I swear that's a secret sauce that so many people just skip on over like, oh, like your hobbies, but oh my gosh, you know, I actually thought about, oh, sorry. I feel like I'm totally. (laughs) No, that was perfect. That's all I had to say about it. (laughs) I just got so excited, but I was thinking about how when I, um, like there was a, 
time when I just felt really like stuck, like my energy just felt stuck or like creativity wasn't flowing and everything was like, I'm trying to just make stuff happen. And I was like, you know what? I haven't taken a dance class in so long. Like I do a lot of like pole dance is my fave right now. I've been doing that for like the last four plus years, but I, um, sometimes I just need a class. And I, and I started out doing that in a way where it was like, oh my gosh, I have to like, if I'm going to do this, like I'm going to get really good and I'm going to compete. Otherwise I'm not going to do it. And I finally like just relaxed and just allowed it to be fun. And when I started showing up to classes to have fun and actually treat it like a hobby, my creativity just off the charts, like wouldn't stop. And I was like, whoa, there's so much power in allowing ourselves to have these hobbies, allowing ourselves to explore. And, you know, and, and a point I kind of wanted to say, as you were talking about, you know, you were kind of hitting this new place. You're like, Hey, I've already kind of exhausted this. I've kind of done this. And now I'm like, what's next. That almost makes you think, you know, maybe boredom, blah, is actually a good thing because it means you're growing. It means you're outgrowing this container that used to like fill you up. Now it's like, okay, you know, it's like a bit overflowing. So, so what's next? You know, so I think that's actually, it could be a good sign, like good data to say, oh, okay, well now I've just outgrown. I'm ready for, for more. I'm ready to continue expanding. And maybe that's the time if you're not already just continuously bringing in hobbies, but maybe in those moments, if you're kind of not sure what's next, or you're feeling a little blah, like give yourself the opportunity to take time to do the hobby for a second and see what comes in. Yeah. Exactly. I love how you said that. It's true. It's like, I think people, sometimes they run into boredom and they freak out, like something's wrong. Like if they run into boredom in any aspect of their life, maybe freak out is a strong word, but if it, if it happens when you're in a relationship, if that's a really strong word, but it's like, there's, there's sometimes things that happen when people run into boredom where they're like, oh my gosh, I need to solve this right now. I need to find something to do. I need to keep myself busy. But at the same time, to your point, it's like, no, this is actually a good thing. It's a sign of growth. So yeah. don't like have a knee jerk reaction to it. But sometimes it takes like some quiet time to like really reflect and really be with yourself and be like, what am I feeling now? Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving forward from there. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. I love that. So powerful. And this is a really random question, but I'm curious. because I was actually just chatting with a friend about this this week about how, when we're moving into growth and like, we can tell we're hitting that next level. Does that excite you or does that scare you? And like, so for you, the moment you can feel things shifting, what is, what's that emotion that comes in? Do you know, or have you thought about it or? It's, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I would say it feels like a mix of different things. Like it's, it's not the most comfortable thing. It's exciting, but sometimes it can be like, well, now what's going to happen? I don't really know. Like whenever you first hit that point of like, okay, I'm ready for growth and things are going to change. Sometimes I knew, I know for me, sometimes the way that I even notice it is something feels kind of off. Mm. And so it's kind of like, oh, that offness is not <laughs> enjoyable or exciting at all. But then <laughs> But then it becomes exciting whenever you can spot it for what it is. And then it becomes a chance of like, okay, let's look at this as an adventure of like, okay, what could happen with this? And, Mm. you know, I think, I think it's just sort of a matter of how you view it. I know for me, since I was, you know, growing up and in the first part of my adult life, I kept myself so busy. I kept my mind really busy. I didn't have a lot of like mindfulness moments and I didn't have a lot of time for reflection so like when it first started to happen, I actually used to feel a little bit of anxiety of like something's wrong, like it's changing, but this was so good. And I don't want to lose this thing that was good from the past. And I think that kind of feeling is what keeps some people stuck. Yeah. And 
Um, but then, but then whenever it's like, oh, actually I have this new opportunity, I can try something new. I now have extra time on my hands or I'm able to handle more or like, I'm going to show up at this thing and I have no idea who's going to be there. And I'm really nervous because I've never done it before. Like if, if for me, I I found that like, if I look at those things as an adventure, Mm. it's really fun and it's really exciting, but it took a little bit to like get to the point of viewing those things other than just feeling the nervousness, you know? And so I think growth can be, can just be a mix of both excited and scary. Yeah. 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 All the time. Right. It's, it's always a mixed bag, but I, I love that you, you kind of, you know, talked about or talked a bit about how it started as this thing, but once you started to understand it more, cause you're checking in with yourself and you're saying, Oh, okay. That's kind of what, that's my pattern. And that's kind of what happens here. Then when it happens, it kind of moving forward, it loses some of its power over you. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, that's just what my body does when changes here. So now I can change the association from anxiety and fear to maybe this is more excitement and curiosity into an unknown that's actually more aligned for me because I'm moving there anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's been a journey for my own self too, but it was just interesting chatting about that. I was like, Hmm, I actually, when I think about it, I think it's more, it's more excitement now, but it used to be, it used to be fear and anxiety and oh my gosh, but then, you know, you go through enough evolution and change, <laughs> you're experiencing it a lot and you're like, all right. So at some point I just need to like, accept that that's what happens. Not yeah. I all of it, build a relationship with it and then change the association and then change isn't so bad. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm curious if you have, or I'm sure I know you do any advice for women that are listening to this or anybody listening to this right now, that's going through it right now, you know, cause I really believe there's like a storm and chaos before, before the clearing <laughs> always, it's always yeah. like this, like life just kind of just goes like this, <laughs> like yeah. all over the place. And you're like, Oh my God, what's happening? My world's falling apart. And then it's like, Oh, everything's cleared. Everything's amazing. So any advice for people that are going through that pivot, how to navigate that with a little bit more grace and just feel calmer and just know that's just change and that's totally normal and natural. Um, I mean, I would just say that to sort of just allow themselves to feel however they're feeling about what's going on. Like if in the process, they have a couple of days in a row that are really rough and they're like stressed or like, you know, bothered or upset about it. Just like, okay, it's okay that you're feeling upset. That's mm-hmm. still part of the process. And also just to like, enjoy the journey as much as possible. And obviously like when things are going really rough, you're not always going to be like fluffy and happy all the time. So that's not really what I mean by enjoying the journey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, um, (coughs) sorry, like seeing those things that are, sorry, I've like swallowed something more. (coughs) Like the things that are kind of rough or bumpy or whatever, just being like, okay, what can I learn from this? And like, enjoy the fact that, you know, it's going to help you be stronger in the future. I really strongly believe that things don't happen to you that you're not able to handle, even when it looks like you can't handle it. The truth is that it's happening to you and you can handle it. And when you get to the other side, you're going to be like, grow up, like obviously having growth. is what we're talking about, but I would just say, enjoy the journey and find the things that you can appreciate and find like, what is this going to teach me? What am I going to learn? And even if it helps to sort of keep yourself going along, visualizing what you're going to look like on the other side visualizing how your life's going to be on the other side and just finding the excitement and like looking forward to that. Mm, and just, yeah, I love that. Just checking with yourself and, and, and something that I, um, I've been kind of living by lately is this idea of what if you couldn't mess it up? 
what if you're just going to go where you're supposed to go? It's just going to be in, you know, whatever time. So like, how freeing is that? You know what I mean? To just be like, okay, I can't mess this up. So, uh, so the only way to look at this is it's here to teach me something. This is happening for me because I'm supposed to move me in this direction and I need to learn this in order to, to feel like great over here to, to really get, grasp this concept. And I recently had an example, you know, my, my boyfriend and I, we've been together for, gosh, we're in our like ninth month, the most amazing relationship I've ever had. It, it really is like my dream partner. And for the first time about a week ago, we had, we had our first like real argument to where it really tested us. And we were like, whoa, we're seeing each other in a way we've never seen before. Like, what is this? And we, we almost, we like literally almost ended it, but it was like, when we came back together, we realized, no, 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 no. This was like, after the fact, we realized that was totally had to happen. That miscommunication on both of our levels had to happen in a way where both of our triggers went off from past hurts that we had. It needed to happen so that we could really come together in a way where we understand each other deeper and have a deeper love for each other as we're, we're moving into this next chapter, you know, taking things to the next level um, and all this stuff. And so that was just one example, but that is what I really aim to do now is really see, whoa, even if it feels like God awful and, and terrifying and confusing, how is this actually serving me for the, the bigger expansion of my soul? And now I want to call my soul creativity. I like want to name it that because that's like yeah, what it is. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's one example, but you just think about all the ways like weird stuff happens in life and how it's actually, I mean, it sounds like a broken record, but how it's actually here to serve us help us be better when you can live in that space. That's really what I try to get my clients to really see is when you can live in that space of opportunity versus the, what if, you know, negativity bias, like, like just what if worst case scenario, like just place that doesn't feel good when you can get out of that and into the, how is this helping me? Your life can just flow better, right? Mm -hmm. You just regardless if things are perfect in rainbows and butterflies, that's not real, but but being able to find the gratitude where you are and, and sitting and, you know, be there as much as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you totally. And I, I think like, especially in relationships that happens, it's like yeah. in every relationship, that kind of thing happens. And like in relationships and in all aspects of life, when those things come up that are like really testing you, um, just embracing it with as much love as you would give something that's not Um, there is a mentor that I started working with recently and I was telling her, one of the things I was telling her was like, yeah, sometimes I have these really like negative emotions and I feel really bad and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of like stopped me and she was like, okay, what are the actual emotions that you're Mm. feeling? And she is like, okay, we're going to shift out of calling those emotions negative and bad because the only reason why you're seeing them as negative and bad is because you've decided that they're negative and bad. But if you look at it as like, it doesn't necessarily have to be, it's like just a thing that's happening. It kind of, it kind of makes it so that suddenly your world becomes more well-rounded, you know? And so the same thing applies to situations where it's like, oh, wow, I didn't get that job promotion that I really wanted or something like that. Um, Then you could be like, well, maybe it was actually not a fit. Maybe you didn't know this, but on the other side of that promotion meant like longer hours and more stress. And you just you just got an opportunity to like actually do something that's more of a fit and it's easier said than done because obviously when things don't go the way we want it to, but still just kind of like trying to remind yourself of that. 
Yeah. And I will, I will say, you know, like, just like you said, like, it's not always in the moment going to be the easiest thing, but the more you build this muscle, all of these skills we're talking about today are just their muscles. So the more you can build them and the more you can feel like you're putting them to practice, I'm going to tell you eventually in the moment, you can see with clear eyes and handle the moment in the moment differently. It is actually possible, right? But you just, that maybe that's going to be a year from now after practicing a lot, you know, a couple of years from now, maybe it's a week from now, you know, but, but just be dedicated to, to, you know, really um, building those muscles because that I think is what creates a, a just a better, yeah, a better life and mm-hmm. self-love and not needing to prove yourself and not needing to show up in any way, but who you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'm trying to think my last, my last question for you um, is just really around, um, actually one of my last questions for you is just around, like for you, how do you define like fulfillment or like a fulfilled life or a life that is well-lived on top of everything we've already talked about today? So I just feel like I, I feel like you are just such an embodiment from everything I see of just living life in such a light, like a way of being a light in every pillar. So, so what is, what is that for you? For me, I would say a life of fulfillment comes from like following your heart. And sometimes I feel like that gets said a lot. So people react differently when you say that, but it really, really is a matter of following what really feels right. What really is your passion Mm -hmm. Um, and doing those things and then not doing the things that don't energize you. Like it also includes, like if, if you find that something's particularly draining, like you don't have to always do it, you know? And so I, I think a fulfilled life, it looks, it looks however it looks for each individual person, but it's a feeling that you get where you're like excited about what you're doing and you're doing things that don't feel obligatory to you because you just enjoy doing them so much and it fits with your passion. And even the challenges mm-hmm. still fit with your passion and you like it. And just following whatever those things are and not feeling like having to explain to someone else why you're doing what you're doing and just going forward. That's what I would say. Cause I think, I think what that looks like for people, it's like for some people, fulfillment means or would include certain things that for other people, like, you know, some people want kids, some people don't want kids as an example. And either way, that's fine. As long as it's like, you're following your own, what you want and not like based on what other people expect of you. God, that's powerful. Like literally that clip alone is like, (laughs) boom, mic drop. (laughs) But I, I feel like while you were speaking, it just allowed me to take a deep breath (laughs) and I could just like lean back and be like, yeah, that's exactly it. But also kind of goes back to everything we've been talking about is like, you've got to know yourself. You've got to build a relationship with yourself and feel, you know, like, you know, what you want, what you don't want so that you can, you can have that, that feeling, that freedom, that fulfillment of a, you know, that fulfilling life lived. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, so yeah, so anybody that's listening and, and tuning in today, obviously like you're going to want to connect with Sky. She's amazing. She's such a powerhouse. And this is literally only scratching the surface. So um, I'm super excited. We're going to have all of your links in the show notes, but is there a place that people can connect with you um, like that you prefer or your favorite places on social? I mean, I would say Facebook and Instagram are the main places that I am. 
Um, and then I also have a LinkedIn. So if, if people only, there's some people who are like LinkedIn only, and I do have a LinkedIn as well. Okay. We got to yeah. connect then. Cause I'm like, I love LinkedIn, but I never, I personally barely ever use it. Cause I was doing that for my nine to five. And now that I'm like on my business, I'm like, Ooh, I know I should use LinkedIn, but I feel like I don't want to. <laughs> so. I'm honestly still kind of learning it. I kind of like started to get the hang of it, but I was like, I had, I had a, it's, it's different, which is honestly why I prefer Facebook and Instagram. Cause it's like, yeah. that kind of makes more sense and it flows easier for me. Totally. But, um, I am on LinkedIn and I have, con- I do have some people that I've connected with that literally aren't on any other social media platform. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's good to know, you know, know where, where the people you want to serve are and mm-hmm. be willing to meet them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. We'll keep talking about that. But in the meantime, um, any, or anything that you're, you're excited about right now that we can look forward to anything like programs coming up or anything we can keep our eyes out for? Um, well, okay. So I think I mentioned this in our live, but I am having a writer's workshop with a friend of mine in a couple of weeks. And that is like a local thing. However, what's really cool about it is that it's like her and I first time collaborating and we like how it's going and how, um, amazing it's been in terms of putting it together like this is going to be the first of of many and so it's kind of opening the doors for me and her to also like start developing some things in the route of like opening up creativity and like the writer's workshop is for writers of all levels of all genres and it's Mm -hmm. not like how do you write better it's not that at all it's all about like embracing your creativity and being inspired and so I don't have anything concrete totally in the works yet but I'm definitely like you know, the, the, um, event is actually a week from when we're recording. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm all wrapped up in that, but once that's over, I'm going to be like, how can I make that like another program that I have for people who are reaching for something like that? I love that. And that just shows it's one thing at a time. I think that's one thing that so many people like the start when they say the start stops people it's that, right. It's this feeling of overwhelm. You're like, Hey, I have all these goals. I want to do all these things. But what I love is that you're like, I'm going to do one thing at a time that feels aligned. Once I complete that and I feel really good, I'm going to move on to the next thing and just staying in that, that space, um, of just like not, you know, don't do too much to overwhelm yourself, but keep moving forward keep doing it. And that's what you're doing, which is beautiful. So we'll definitely keep our eyes out for that. And as it grows and as you expand, um, you know, we'll make sure that your links are all included. So that way everybody can follow along your journey. Um, but yeah, well, before we sign off my last, last question, officially, <laughs> is any last words of wisdom past everything you've given us today? Is there anything else that you'd love to share to just kind of sign us off? Um, I would just love to share to love yourself unconditionally. So like love yourself when the days are good, but also love yourself when the days are bad. And if you ever mess up, treat yourself the way you treat your best friend if they messed up as opposed to beating yourself up. So that's, that's what I would say. That's really, that's honestly, it's so powerful. I want women to like actually re-listen to what you just said, because that, I think a lot of, a lot of our topics today have been, it's almost like topics that we all know, but breaking them down in a deeper way, allows you to connect and realize like that is actually the foundation of everything that matters. Unconditional self-love, like that's a freaking mic drop. Like when people can really grab that for themselves, their lives will massively change. So, um, thank you for sharing that, bringing that to the surface and um, and, and yeah, and, and for all of your wisdom today, it's been beautiful. Thank you. Well, we will, um, we will be following and staying tuned. Um, but in the meantime, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>
thank you for joining the episode today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to rate and review this podcast or share it out with anyone that you think could resonate with this message or could benefit from this topic and conversation. If you do, be sure to tag me so I can shout you out on my social media. You know, you tag me, I'll tag you. Let's be social. Remember, live empowered, have it all, and design the life you are made for. See you next episode.